He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you in another sweltering, uh, hot uh, summer day in the hill country. Bob was just saying he'd, uh, sitting on his porch yesterday, he'd rather sit out here for how many days? 90 days forever in uh, 101 than uh, sit out there and uh, at 26 degrees. So... You know, I remember uh, during Snowmageddon uh, talking about just wait till that July or August comes. Just wait. <laughs> so here it is, and uh, Snowmageddon is long gone. Folks, I'm here every morning because I want to get you engaged and involved in the process of self-governance, and uh, we have we have lots of opportunities for you today. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about the schools, about textbooks, we're going to talk about schools, about the health textbooks, uh, some good news and uh, some bad news on that. Um, we're going to take up, a, I, I read a really good editorial on school vouchers, and I want to bring that to you um, because I think that's something that's going to come up in the next legislative session. So uh, let's get to, oh, by the way, I have a special guest on Friday. On Friday, my wife is going to be coming in here on Friday. She was going to come in here on Friday and, and last Friday, and uh, I had a guest, uh, had Senator Hall on, and I had someone else on, and so I told my wife on uh, Thursday, I said, "Yeah, you've got the fourth quarter tomorrow." Um, she that was not acceptable. She goes, "I listened to your show. I know what the fourth quarter's like. Is that all I'm going to get? Is eight minutes?" And uh, so, <clears throat> so yeah, I was in the doghouse all weekend, and uh, my wife, Gail, is going to be here on Friday, and uh, we may just have to come up with her own theme music and uh, because it is all Gail on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so that's our special guest Friday, and uh, tomorrow, of course, I think we'll have uh, Stephen. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm getting all kinds of trouble in here in the studio. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to get Stephen Lehman on the air. Um, the Hill Country Preppers tomorrow night, this is one I'm definitely going to be going to because it is one of my concerns, and that is uh, re uh, communications during any kind of emergency, whether it be a, a snowmageddon or the, the zombie apocalypse, whatever uh, that is, uh, the um, re communications is going to be an issue. And uh, so that is the... Um, course tomorrow night that the Hill Country Preppers and Steve Lehman and his sister will be bringing us. And uh, Steve did mention in the email that if you have a radio and you're not too sure how to use it, if you have questions about it, go ahead and bring it. And uh, hopefully they'll try to uh, answer some of those questions. So this is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to going to this one. And um, so there you go. That's tomorrow night at Buzzies at six o'clock. Go early. Um, get something to eat, support those who support us. And, uh, if you have a hard time, uh, deciding on dessert, just order both of them. Right. I mean, come on now it's it, life's too short. And if we do have the zombie apocalypse coming now, it wouldn't hurt to have a few extra pounds on you to get you through, you know, whatever is coming ahead. And I'm not, 
folks, I'm not laughing or making fun of this, but um, sometimes all you can do is laugh. Um, a week from tomorrow on the 28th, Thursday, from 1 to 4, I'm going to be offering a training uh, for the Texas Legislature online tool. And uh, this is a this is very important. Um, whether you go to the Capitol or not, if you want to be engaged at self-governance at the state level, this is TLO, the Texas Legislature Online, is your number one tool. All right? If you don't have that and you don't ha- know how to use that, it's like a framer going out onto the job without his hammer. All right? Now, you, you can't get much done. And so... This course is very, very important. It's absolutely free. Uh, you can find it on Eventbrite, or you can follow the link in your newsletter from the Fredericksburg Tea Party. It's going to go from 1 to 4, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And uh, so this, that is a week from Thursday. Then two weeks from Thursday, on the 4th, the Lano Tea Party. Man, they've got a heck of a program coming up in Lano. You can get all the details at lanoteaparty.org. And for our friends who uh, just uh, moved here from out of state, Lano has two L's in it at the beginning. L-L-A-N-O-T-Party.org. Go check them out. Margaret Byfield is going to be their speaker. And uh, she is uh, bringing a program she's been uh, talking about for a few years. And this is the plan our federal government has for owning, for taking away 30% of the land in the United States, they want 30% of the United States land in the hands of the government so that they can control it by the year 2030. So it's called 30 by 30. Now, this is just the first step in their long plan because the long plan says they want half of the land by 2050. So this is just their first step, 30% uh, of the land of the United States um, they're desiring it to be in the hands of the federal government. So Margaret Byfield has been fighting this, and uh, American Stewards is her organization. And uh, we've heard Margaret has been in the Hill Country several times. They are Texas folks. Um, and so her and her husband have given several presentations in the Hill Country. And here's another opportunity. If you did not get to see this either time when it was either in Kerrville or Fredericksburg, get yourself up to Lano on the 4th of August, then let's get to the next Thursday after that. The Fredericksburg Tea Party will reconvene. We took a couple of months off this summer. It was, uh, it was needed. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons was the state convention, and, uh, but there was just, it was time after meeting um, every single second Thursday of every month since uh, 2013, we just, um, it was just time to take a month or two off. So we're going to be back in action in August on the 11th, the second Thursday of the month. And our speaker is going to be George Rodriguez. He's going to be here. George Rodriguez is known as El Conservador. Um, if you didn't uh, recognize by his name and his nickname, he is a Hispanic man that has a radio program. has been on the air quite some time. And um, he is going to be talking about the border. Uh, which is all a big, it's really a kickoff uh, for our September event, which is going to be all about the border. And we're going to be talking about that regularly. Um, but right now I'm going to give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin. And uh, then we're going to come back and, uh, man, we're going to talk about next Tuesday at the Capitol, all kinds of things going on. 
So, y'all, let's see. We'll give you what I had one picked out earlier. Oh, there you go. I, all right, I can't find the one I picked out. So here we go. Proclaim not all thou knowest, or all thou owest, or all thou hast, nor all thou canst. All right, let's uh, read this in today, today's English. Don't tell people everything you know, everything you owe, everything you own, and uh, definitely don't tell them about everything you can't do. Uh, y'all stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Um, so back to training for the next legislative session. The next uh, session is uh, the 88th legislative session. You might as well just go ahead and uh, memorize that one, the 88th um, legislative session for the Texas. I got I got a good one on uh, the number 88. I have a real dear friend uh, from Ireland, and um, when I was a teenager, he uh, moved to the States and uh, came to uh, Lubbock to go to a, well, we call it the School of Preaching, a preaching school at Lubbock, Sunset uh, School. And um, when he uh, got here and uh, someone, I believe he either bought or someone uh, donated to him a car, and he was very excited about this car he had and someone. And uh, so we said, well, what kind of car is it? And he says in his nice Irish accents, accent, it's an Olds, Oldsmobile, an Olds idiot. An Olds idiot. We said, uh, yeah, Olds idiot, which in Irish is 88. So there you go. If you want to call this the idiot um, uh, um, <laughs> legislative session and you're Irish and you can get away with it, uh, go for it. Um, in fact, the way all the past legislative sessions went, uh, this might be the perfect nickname for this legislative session. So what I'm trying to do and what's Fredericksburg Tea Party and what the folks over in uh, Kerrville in uh, We the People, Liberty in Action, as well as the Kerr County Patriots, <clears throat> all of us, all these organizations, as cl- including the Lano Tea Party, all these groups around us um, are... It, are engaged in self-government at the local level as well at the state level. Now, we live close enough to Austin that you can get over to Austin and be engaged. Even in one day, get over there and drive home. It may be late at night, but there you can do that. Now, if you lived in Amarillo or, you know, El Paso, going to the capital is quite an expensive adventure. Even going from here costs some money, but it's not as bad. And so I feel that we... As uh, those who live, conservatives that live close enough to the Capitol, that we should really be doubly engaged at the Capitol. Well, if you show up next, uh, let's see, uh, January, first of all, if you go on uh, opening day, which is January 10th, there's just going to be this massive crowd there. Um, It'll take you forever to get in. Speaking of that, make sure you get your LTC. If you're going to be engaged with us in the Capital in the idiot uh, legislative session. Uh, make sure that you are. Um, make sure that you uh, get your uh, LTC. Um, and I'll tell you what, the proof of that is going to be on the first day of the legislative session, Tuesday, January tenth. And you may decide at some point in time. Well, I would like to go into the building, and uh, no matter which door you go to, there's going to be. 
there's going to be several hundred people waiting to get in. Now, you'll make lots of good friends in line. <laughs> yeah, you'll make lots of good friends in line. I've, I've made some good friends standing in line before I got my LTC. If you have your license to carry, you can just kind of wave and smile at those two or 300 people in line and walk right through the other side of the entrance and get in immediately. You do not have to be carrying your weapon with you. You only have to be your light. You have your license with you. You flash that to the guys and um, boom, you're through. So <clears throat> that I want to tell you that I'm not going to have a whole lot of mercy on folks. Um, if uh, I'm up there giving you a guided tour, or we're going to meet up there and do something and or ride together and you have to get in that line and wait 45 minutes to get through, which has happened to me before, I'm not going to have a whole lot of mercy on you. I'm going to go in through the LTC line and hopefully you can uh, catch up with me later. Not being rude, but uh, we, we don't want to waste our time when we're up there. So having said all of that, this next Tuesday at the Capitol is going to be a hearing of the Public Education Committee of the House. Um, and yeah, of course, you know that uh, it's uh, <laughs> chaired by a Democrat. Thank you very much to our uh, Republicans uh, in the Texas House who allow them to do that every year. And um, yeah, every one of our Republicans lets them put those heads up. So we've got a Democrat uh, chair heading up the Public Education Interim Committee, and they will be taking public testimony. And it has to do with what is the parent's role in your children's education. Hmm. Wow. What do you think the parent's role is? You know, there's a lot of people on the left, including Democrats in Austin, who don't think that parents should be doing anything. They definitely don't want you teaching them at home, and they sure don't want you to have a choice in schools. Um, they want you to go to the school uh, forced upon you by your uh, zip code. Um, and so next Tuesday morning at the Capitol, there will not be all the normal hubbub at the Capitol this next Tuesday. It'll be practically empty. I mean, practically empty. And uh, you'll be able to You'll be able to pull in. I need to drink more of my lemon juice. All right. Sorry. So very sorry about that. I got this magic uh, lemon juice with, uh, I'm not sure what's in it, but it uh, keeps my throat going. Um, so next Tuesday, there won't be all the hubbub up there. So you won't, uh, you won't have to worry about the crowds uh, getting in, getting through security will not be a big issue. Um, and uh, you won't be overwhelmed by a bajillion people running left and right. And so this next Tuesday, if you've never been to the Capitol, if you've never been to a committee hearing and you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, Matt's been talking about this for three years, um, you know, and I sure see him a lot. And boy, what, what if I see him next time and I still haven't gone to the Capitol, right? I know a lot of you guys out there like that. So this next Tuesday, and I'm outstanding opportunity to go see how does a, a committee function? How does testifying work? What is the difference between invited testimony and public testimony? Um, who do they listen to? Who do they question? What is the, how do they, all of these questions you can go up this next Tuesday. It's an interim hearing. That means they don't get to vote. They don't get to make any decisions, but they are gathering information so that when the decision time comes next year, 
they will already be ahead of the game. So they're doing their homework, and here you can help them with their homework. What do you think uh, the parents' role in education is? And do you think we're losing that? And do you think someone else is going to go so you don't have to worry about it? I'm going to ask that question again. So do you think you don't have to go because there's going to be other people that'll go? I, I, I'm, uh, we, we, we got that taken care of. Uh, other people will go. Folks, I'm telling you, other people are not going. It is up to you and me. You know, I've talked about the rallies on the way over here this morning. Something popped into my head. I can't remember what it was, but uh, I talked about the, uh, I, I was thinking about the rallies and trying to get people up to the Capitol. Oh, I know what it was. It was how do we get these Democrat chairs in there? Because the Republican leadership in the House has no fear of you and me. They have watched year after year when our good grassroots conservative people, when we organize a get-together at the Capitol, the same 300 people show up. They don't have any fear of you or me, the conservatives. You know who they fear? They fear the Rainbow Mafia. You know why they fear the Rainbow Mafia? Because when uh, the uh, Don of the Radio Mafia says, we need you all up at the Capitol, they show up, and it's more than 300, and all their friends show up, and all their allies show up, right? And so if you're sitting on a committee, and you're looking out there, and you've got the Rainbow Mafia, the uh, Alphabet Mafia sitting out there, and you've got these uh, three little conservatives back in the right-hand corner of the room, who are you going to bow to? Now, that's on us. That is on us. The same 300 people. And I'll come in here on the air, and I've talked about it until I'm blue in the face, and we'll have a rally. And each one, I'll think, you know what? I've talked so much about this on the radio. We're, we're going to overwhelm them this time. We're not doing it. All right? Now, back to next Tuesday. Here's your opportunity to get comfortable at the Capitol. Find out where to park, all right? Where, where do you park when you go to the Capitol? How much does it cost to park, right? How long does it take you to get from the parking lot into the building to the committee room? That's longer than you think it is, especially if you don't have your license to carry because you're never going to know how long the line is for security to get in. Now, we'll teach you a few tricks, um, like the east entrance is usually the most crowded, all right, and so when we see the east entrance has a long line, um, will it go north or south, and sometimes even all the way over to the west entrance? All right, but you're not going to learn those things unless you come to some of these courses I'm going to be offering. Now, the first course, which is next Thursday at Bridge Church, is going to be all about the website. The following training, part two of this legislative training, is going to be where to park what kind of shoes to wear, um, et cetera, those kinds of things, the practical logistics of going to the Capitol. Well, next Tuesday, you can go ahead and you can have a dry run. You can go through all of this. You don't have to worry about the crowds. You don't have to worry about the usual hubbub of during the legislative session. You can go get a feel for what it looks like get, and, 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 and find your way around the Capitol. 
and meet people. And I'm telling you, this is, this is important if you're going to get engaged. Listen, and I'm going to say this again. Even if you cannot go to the Capitol regularly next session, all right, let's just say you're not one of those people who can go once a week. We have quite a few people that go to once a week up to the Capitol. If you're not one of those people, I really want you to go to this because I want you to see what we're doing. Those who do go, I want you to see what we're doing and how, how, what all that looks like. So there's all kinds of reasons to joining us at the Capitol this next Tuesday. The hearing starts at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, July 26th. It's going to be over in E2, E2.012. Now, if you've been to the Capitol a few times, you're saying, oh, I know right where that is. If you're never gone to the Capitol, all of a sudden you have an address. That's what it's called, an address in the Capitol, E2.012. You go, well, that probably means east. Nah, no, it doesn't. E means extension. If it's out front, it's the extension. And two is the second floor. And you would think, well, that's the second floor above you. No, no, guess what? The second floor is at ground level. The first floor is below ground. All right? So there's, um, there's all kinds of things to learn. Um, how to write testimony, how to give testimony, what happens if someone in front of you uses your testimony. All right? Everything you've written down and you're going to say, someone in front of you has already said it and you're looking down at your notes and you're wondering how they got your notes because that's everything you were going to say. So what do you do? Do you get up and say the same thing again? I hope not. If you've gone through the training, you'll know what to do in that situation. All of this starts this coming Tuesday and then this next Thursday. We've got to have you. We've got to be more than the regular 300 that show up out of the 30 million in Texas, at least 17 million of them would call themselves Republicans. All 17 million of those would probably call themselves conservatives, and you and I will just kind of be laughing over in the corner about that. Um, but there you go. We always get 300. We got to increase that number. If you want to make some changes, if you do not want Democrats chairing committees in the House, You've got to let them know, and it can't be the same 300. It's got to be 2,000. It's got to be phone calls. It's got to be people knocking on the doors. It has to be people engaged. And we can't do that if you're not at certain level engaged. There's so much you can do if you cannot physically go to the Capitol. There is so much you can do from home and um, we're, like I said, next Thursday, we'll be doing that training at Bridge Church. Get signed up for it. Folks, uh, y'all uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back again. All right, we are back, and... Um, all right, so going to the Capitol, getting engaged. We know how far away that is. We know what the commitment is that takes to go over there and spend the day there, the financial commitment, the time, um, the energy, the effort, everything you need to go over there. Um, how about your school board? Oh, that's a whole lot closer. How engaged are you 
with your school board or with the SHAC. Do you even know what a SHAC is? That's the Student Health Advisory Committee, all right, that is supposed to be made up mostly of parents, but if you start looking around school districts, it's made up of teachers and leftists. Um, and so there is, uh, you've got to check into that. We can't do, we maybe need to do a whole show on SHAC sometime, but right now I want to talk to you about getting engaged at your local uh, level. So go over some things quickly that we've already talked about. Uh, your school textbooks, where do they come from? Well, ultimately your local school board has the decision, has the ability to decide which textbooks are going to be used in the school or which programs. So much is online these days. You can buy online programs um, and that is, it's, it's essentially almost the same as buying textbooks back in the day. So when I'm talking about uh, materials for teaching um, in our kids, it, it's, it's all inclusive. It's either uh, computer programs or online programs or it's textbooks or it's a combination of those. So we're going to lump them all into this. So how do those get approved? How does your school decide which of those books? How does Texas decide which of those books that come in to the school? Well, you'll be happy to know that the ultimate decision is based upon is your local school district, your local school, school board or board of trustees. They're the ones, and they do not have to pick a book that has been approved by the state. Yeah, that's what I said. So the state, your state board of education is going to go through and they're going to they're going to pick certain books that they say, all right, this is the State Board of Education approved book or books. Sometimes they even have more than one. And they will put out that list and school boards then can take a look at that list and they can just say, like most school boards have over the years because no one's ever questioned it, they will say, well, whatever the State Board of Education says, we're going to take that book. All right. Now, they don't have to do that. All right, so here's an interesting, uh, this year was uh, health books. I imagine that because we've been talking a whole lot about what goes on in health books. First of all, a little few factoids. There is no Texas law that says you have to teach health. Did you hear that? There is no Texas law that says you have to teach a health course. Wow, okay, that's interesting. Um, different school districts do it different, and we're particularly now talking about the sex education or the comprehensive sex education that goes along with your health textbooks. So, State Board of Education um, approved one textbook for health class. Well, that's not unusual. That's, you know, that's not a big deal. It's called the, because that happens all the time. They approved one. Again, your school board does not have to use that book. They can pick their own if they want to. Um, so the State Board of Education picked a textbook called Goodhart Wilcox. Those guys are major textbook um, company. Goodhart Wilcox uh, does a lot of textbooks. They're one of the big players. So the State Board of Education adopted the Goodhart Wilcox health text. Now, our local moms and dads who have been taking on the school district started looking at this textbook and they found a couple of interesting things. All right. One of the things in there is that almost immediately they noticed that the term pregnant people was used over and over 
And then the next thing that caught their attention was that when a baby, here's a line right out of the textbook, when a baby is born, the human life cycle begins. When a baby is born, what are they trying to, what are they trying to do there? What are they trying to indoctrinate in there? And in fact, there's even a, a picture of this cute little baby, um, and it says, inf- it says uh, stage, early childhood, infancy, from birth to one year of age, and then a toddler from one to three, and then preschool from three to five. <laughs> I wonder why they call them preschoolers at that age, because they want to get your kids when they're three years old. All right, so there's all kinds of things wrong with this book. So anyway, so our good friend uh, over in uh, Fredericksburg who is uh, in making makeschoolsafeagain.com, makeschoolsafeagain.com, go check it out, please. So um, she writes the State Board of Education. By the way, did you know the State Board of Education is, uh, that's in your uh, every two, every couple of years when you vote uh, down there and you'll get down to the end of the ballot and it'll be State Board of Education and you go, what? I get to vote on, huh? What? I'll have people call me and ask me, what, 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 what's the state board of education? Why aren't we, why aren't we voting on that, folks? You have a representative. Let's talk about local, local elections. You have a representative that is an an, an area, a number of counties, or a space that'll be on your ballot that won't be on a ballot in Amarillo. Then you have your senator, your state senator, whatever senate district you're in, that'll be on your ballot, but not up in Amarillo if you live in this area. And then here's another one, State Board of Education. All right, each uh, we have districts in the state of Texas for your Board of Education. So we elected this lady named, uh, oh, goodness, uh, I don't know how to do this, Rebecca Belmontro, Metero, Metero, something like that. So uh, Tara writes her and says, look, I, this, be- this book is bad. Um, and uh, they call it pregnant persons. Where in the world does that come from? And uh, then, uh, you know, writes her this letter with uh, your basic complaints about it. Now I wanted to read you some of the parts from the State Board of Education. All right. Here is uh, this woman you elected and I elected if you're listening on a terrestrial station. If you're listening on your radio, then you and I elected this woman. So here's her reply. She says, thanks for letting me know about your concerns. Uh, The board voted to officially recommend only one of the texts, and the legislator changed the status of sex education to opt-in rather than required. Rather than, uh, than required. And then it says, this means that the default is for students to have no sex education unless the parents sign a form requesting sex education. And here you go. If you're concerned about your own children, you may simply do nothing and not sign the form requesting your approval for sex education. So basically, it's take care of your own dadgum kid. Leave the rest of them alone. We're going to groom the rest of them. And uh, if you don't want your kid in there, then uh, just don't do anything. So it's almost a smart aleck reply. And then here we go. The next paragraph. I can address some of your other questions. Are you ready? But not all. Since why? I am not a medical professional. I'm not a medical professional. Well, the question had to do with when the life cycle begins at birth. The question was birthing persons. Can only women give birth? Why do we call them birthing persons if we all know only women can give birth? But here you go. We elected to 
State Board of Education, we elected to a State Board of Education a woman who is not smart enough to know that men cannot have babies. All right? And so she goes into four paragraphs. I swear to you, four paragraphs. This woman goes into four paragraphs talking about hermaphrodites. Yes, sir, Ree Bob. Four paragraphs talking about that tiny, 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 infinitesimally small number of people that are born with bits and pieces or parts for both reproductive systems. That is her defense for that. This is a woman we elected who is a Democrat. Thank you, Tara. She says she's a Democrat. We didn't actually vote for her. <laughs> we voted against her, but we lost that election because, you know, because uh, conservatives, we don't, we don't get engaged. The left gets engaged. This is what happens. When you didn't even know what the State Board of Education was, you didn't even know you get to vote on this, you didn't know what they do, that's how we get people like this in there. We've got a woman representing you, your area, on the State Board of Education who says, who says that, um, well, anybody can have children, not just women, all right? She says she can't make that call because she's not a medical professional. Good Lord. I'm, 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 I don't know how we're going to fight this. The only way we're going to fight this is with numbers, with numbers. If it's only the same 300, if it's only the same five that show up at your school board meeting, if it's only the same three that show up at your city council meeting, if it's only the same five that show up at your county, it's not going to change. Someone else is not going to do it. Yes, I'm talking to you, who you go to every meeting. You go to every, you'll drive all over the state to go to a meeting of conservatives, and then you'll go home and you'll call your friends and say, man, that was a great meeting. I can't wait till the, till the next meeting. I'm, I'm, I'm really sick and tired of folks that are going to meetings and I don't see them doing anything else. Folks get engaged. This TLO training that I'm having next Thursday, I put a limit of 25 on it. I should have a waiting list right now. I should have a waiting list. I should have people, I should have by now received emails saying, Matt, I can't come during the day. Can we do this some other time? But I haven't got any of those. I haven't gotten any of those. It, this, if you don't take this seriously, folks, I, it gets real hard sometime to carry on when we get a lot of pats on the back, and I'm not just talking about me, all right? This is not personal. This is all of the people, all 300 across the state that show up for everything up at the Capitol, 300 of us out of how many thousands of conservatives. We ought to be able to get at least 150 just from the Hill Country down to the Capitol, but we don't. This is all going to hell in a handbasket because we let it go that way. There's even people that's saying it's too late. I'm not even going to do anything anymore. It's too late. I've had people say that. This is beyond help. I'm going to hunker down. I'm not going to get engaged because it's too late. Boy, please don't you dare say that in my face. All right? Just don't. But I'm telling you, we must get engaged. It is not too late. 
Go to the Capitol next Tuesday. Join us at the Capitol next Tuesday. Go to my class a, a week from uh, uh, next Thursday. Show up at that class. Let me show you how to do this, to be engaged, to be part of the process. And if you can't do come during the day, then why in the world have I not gotten a letter from anybody that says, Matt, this is I, I, I want to take this class, but I, I can't come on a Thursday from 1 to 4. Can you do one on the weekend? Can you do one in the evening? And I would say, absolutely. Let's do one in the evening. All right? But I, we, we don't get any response. I don't know why sometimes I even continue when we're, we're yelling the same thing, preaching the same sermon, and then we get the same 300 people that show up. So, and that's how you get someone in your state board of education who can't tell the difference between a man and a woman and wants to refer you to a medical profession for deciding what is a man or a woman. That's who's on your state board of education because that's who we voted for. We elected that person. You got, you got to get engaged. Um, we're going to take a short break, and when I get back, I'm going to tell you about a school district whose parents did get engaged and what happened to this Goodhart Wilcock textbook that their school district was uh, either already had approved or was getting ready to approve. Y'all stay tuned. All right, we are back and uh, had a little bit of uh, chai tea and we burned some incense in here uh, in between uh, to cool everybody down. Um, so, success stories and how we can also be successful because it's, it's not that stinking hard. It's just not that hard. You just got to have enough parents that will send an email, make a phone call, or show up at a meeting. That's all it takes. Um, so let's start off with school districts who've already successfully beat back the only state-approved book for a health class. Now, some school districts require health to graduate, but it is not a Texas. It is not a Texas law. All right. So here we go. So who has already fought this and won? The ones I know about: Tom Ball. Uh, Tom Ball has already rejected the book. I believe uh, Magnolia, um, they're on uh, shaky grounds. They haven't voted yet, uh, but they, it appears the, that uh, they are on shaky ground because in Magnolia, parents are showing up, parents are calling, community members are sending emails, community members are going to th websites like makeschoolsafeagain.com. Those are the people in the Hill Country fighting this, makeschoolsafeagain.com. They're already... There, there. You've got you, the tool is already there. All you need to go there is say, "How can I help?" We don't want this textbook in our class. How can I help? So we've had uh, Tom Balls already uh, got rid of it. Um, Magnolia is on shaky grounds. Here we go. Waller ISD. Waller ISD. Um, they uh, last month uh, in their uh, meeting last month they decided we're going to. Uh, Use the Goodhart Wilcox. I, I don't think they voted, but they said in their last month meeting, they said they wanted to use that book, and so they were going to vote on it this month. That was on Monday. They were going to vote on it. So you got two diehard liberals on that state board, on that uh, school board in Waller. So they were going to, you knew where they were going to go, 
And um, so, but parents got involved. There's an organization. In fact, our good friends at MakeSchoolsSafeAgain.com, she has a friend in Waller. So she knows what's happening in Waller. You know what happened in Waller? Parents and community members got engaged, got involved. They wrote they wrote letters to the school board. They made phone calls. How did they know all the email addresses and all the phones? Did they have to all go up and look at? No. They went to a website just like MakeSchoolsSafeAgain.com because MakeSchoolsSafeAgain.com has a list for all your Fredericksburg. I'm not sure what all counties she has on there, but for sure, Fredericksburg all of everybody's emails addresses are there and some, most phone numbers i think there's one phone number missing it's all there you can call them you can get engaged if they don't hear from you they're only going to think it's that one or two crazy ladies that show up and make a big fuss and nobody else cares about it because you're not making a phone call you're not making writing an email and so we leave tara and tracy and uh, and, and april and some of those ladies out there just out just hanging out getting blown away because the rest of us can't bother to try to save what we can save in the state of texas a couple of things in common when i was reading this article on waller the school board said to some of these parents they said we really wished you would have kept this quieter we really wished you wouldn't have made such a big spiel about this publicly my answer to that is <clears throat> Do you really think you would have made a change if we had done this quietly? Not a chance. In fact, we were told that here in Fredericksburg. In fact, they even wrote it. Ken Cook even wrote a, a, an article in the newspaper about how we should have just done this quietly. There wasn't any need to embarrass the school district. We don't get anything done quietly anymore. Nobody does. The left doesn't. The right doesn't. And so, yeah, we're going to make it public because we want everybody to know that we've got a textbook that can't differentiate, a health textbook that cannot differentiate between a man and a woman. I, it, let me just say that again. We have a health textbook. By the way, it's already been approved by the Fredericksburg Independent School District. It's already been approved. I believe it's going to go into our junior high. Now, that does not mean we can't get them to take that back. They can reverse that decision. They can. They're going to tell you they can't, or they're going to tell you they don't want to, but they absolutely can reverse that decision. Even worst-case scenario, they get all the dadgum books in the box and stick them in a closet somewhere. They don't have to use those books. But they're going to use those books unless community, unless parents get engaged, write a letter, make a phone call, Go to the meetings. Let them know. Don't put when the next state board of education election comes up and you know who your representative is and who your senator is, but you don't know who your state board of education representative is or you don't even know what the SBOE is. That is why we're in the boat we're in. Folks, wake up. Luke 18. This is a parable about the squeaky wheel. <laughs> it is. This is a parable about the squeaky wheel. You know, I think Ben Franklin has a squeaky wheel um, uh, proverb or saying. Um, but here's one out of uh, Luke 18. This is Jesus talking about the squeaky wheel. He says, now he's been telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. 
saying, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. There was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him, saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. Now, we don't know what her opponent was. We don't know what the widow was dealing with, but she kept going back to the judge saying, give me protection, give me protection. And for a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, but because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. Folks, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's even a biblical principle. Sitting at home and cheering for those who are doing it and praying for those who are doing it is great. Coming to a meeting once a month, that's awesome. We want to see you at a meeting. We want to get you. But if that's all you're doing, please don't ever let me know that that's all you're doing. Got some special prayers uh, requests. Uh, Sean young man in a really bad car accident, um, has some family members in here in the hill country. We need to be praying for Sean. My good friend Curly is home from the hospital, and um, poor guy, he got, he got his warning heart attack. He got that little one, the, the cute little one that wakes you up. Um, he got that cute little heart attack that wakes you up. Um, I think his wife has a whole bunch of new rules there in the house these days. Joanne Fleming. Please, prayers for Joanne Fleming. And a happy birthday to Jerry McCorkle. I think he turned 117 today. Happy birthday, Jerry. Y'all have a good one.